Hey, and welcome to an all new episode of Barbecue and Baking. Today is all about getting ready for winter. So let's get started. Now that Thanksgiving is over, many people start packing up their barbecues and getting ready for winter. We know a lot of people closed up their cottages last weekend because the weather is starting to change. But that doesn't mean you have to put away the barbecues. There are lots of ways that you can still enjoy barbecue all winter round. So we're in Canada, we're actually in Ottawa, Canada, and we do get rather harsh winters some years. It's touch or go, we never know what to expect. Um, some years we get over 400 centimeters of snow in a year, other years we barely get any snow. Sometimes we can have minus 40, minus 45 degrees Celsius with the wind chill, other times we hover around zero degrees Celsius. I remember one Christmas we barbecued dinner outside on Christmas Eve, Mike was actually out sh doing our shopping, our last minute Christmas shopping uh, in shorts on Christmas Eve, which we don't get very often. I think that's only happened once. Um, there are days where we get over 50 centimeters of snow in one day. Now, 50 centimeters is just about 20 inches. Uh, so that's a lot of snow. I remember one year it happened on Mike's birthday. We got 51 or 52 centimeters of snow in one day in February. So those are the days we just don't barbecue, but uh, because it's too challenging. But most of the winter, we do go outside and barbecue, and we love getting out there and barbecuing. So with the amount of snow that we get, uh, as well as the cold, we're always trying to come up with ways to continue to barbecue outside year round. So today I'm going to talk about some of the tips we have for barbecuing in the winter, especially Canadian winters, because we don't put our barbecues away during the winter at all. We barbecue year round. Now, one of the reasons that we do that, um, not only because we love to barbecue, but we also, in the place that we live, we have a apartment where we have full use of the backyard, but our apartment does not have a hookup for a stove. So we don't have a full-size stove. We use our barbecue. Uh, I've learned to bake on the barbecue. If the winter's weather is too bad. Uh, I do have an air fryer slash convection oven that I use. It's a tabletop with five people in to feed. That takes a long time. So uh, we have decided that we're just going to barbecue outside all the time as much as we can. And we've come up with some great tips over the years and um, I guess some hacks to continue to barbecue. So we do barbecue all year round. And one of the things that we've learned is shelter is a good thing. So you never know when you're going to have really bad weather. So always check the weather first. More on that in a minute. Um, but shelter is key. So we use a barbecue gazebo that we have. It's just one of those metal frames with the fabric roof um, and that we use in the summer to shelter us from the rain if it starts to rain. So in the winter, we use it to protect ourselves from the elements that Canadian winters bring, which you never know what that's going to bring. So a few years ago, I got the boys to drag the gazebo closer to the back door uh, where we go out and... Um, we wrapped it in tarps that we use for camping. The front opened in the middle. I used binder clips to keep the tarp open while I was 
and they're using it uh, because barbecues do emit carbon monoxide. So remember, you need to have airflow to avoid breathing it in. You don't want to make yourself sick uh, when you're out there. So when I say that I enclosed the gazebo, it wasn't completely fully enclosed. The back of it was only covered halfway. So what I did was I had put it about five feet away from the fence and our fence is like a picket fence so it's like got air flowing through and everything and then I did the gazebo I put the barbecue in there and the tarps went from the roof on an angle to the fence so it was all open in the back um, for any type of flare-ups air circulation things like that because you don't want to enclose yourself in something um, I would never bring a gas barbecue into a garage or a shed where you would be breathing in the carbon monoxide and you'd make yourself sick um, probably worse than food poisoning so basically you want to make sure you've got airflow no matter what you're doing and that space behind that I left behind the barbecue, there was about five feet of space, which was great because I needed to get back there to clean the grease trap, take it out. It was the gas grill I had in there, kept the propane tanks in there on the side as well. Um, so all the tarps were on an angle on the side as well. So it went out almost like um, a huge V shape. So I had tons of room inside of there, more room than... Uh, you could imagine the way that we had built it so that there was a lot of airflow space around the barbecue, nothing that would um, catch fire. So that's what you want. Like, as ugly as it was, these blue tarps on the side of the house with huge, I don't know what, <laughs> it wasn't pretty, but it worked. It was my little barbecue hideaway. Um, it was my hideaway away from the winter elements. I used it more than anybody. I ran an extension cord to it, uh, ran the extension cord underneath and put a power bar, an outdoor power bar in there. So I had my patio lights inside to give me light because you still need light. Let's face it, it gets dark really early during the winter. Sometimes in December, it's dark as early as four o'clock. And if it's overcast, sometimes it's dark all day long. So I hung the patio lights in there. There was even a, a couple of times when I took the 32-inch TV out there and put it on the side inside the gazebo so that I could watch football while I was cooking. I got pictures of that. You would see those on our uh, Instagram. Now I used the gas grill. I made sure that I had lots of um, airflow. I would never put a charcoal grill in there. Um, charcoal is a lot more dangerous I find sometimes than propane because of the flames. It can flare up a lot more. Um, the trick is with the gas grill though you really have to keep it clean if you are going to use it in the winter because they can the grease can freeze and you won't even know it's there and then you light up your barbecue and then you'll have flare-ups because there's still grease in there and I know it's cold out you don't want to spend more time out there getting everything clean but you have to keep the barbecue clean so um, back to my little shelter uh, that little shelter that year, it kept the snow out. It shielded me from the freezing rain and the winds that were coming in. Um, I used it throughout the winter and into the spring. Full disclosure, 
I am not recommending you do this because it can be dangerous. We took every precaution and it's very difficult to explain how we did this and you'd have to see it to see how we did it. So I'm not recommending you do this, but if you uh, need shelter, tarps are also good because you can make them like an awning um, for barbecuing. I've done it as well before we had the shelter was to put a tarp up with poles, almost like a screen house, or you could even use your screen house uh, without the screens on it. Um, put a tarp on the side that the wind is coming from. Mm -hmm. There's all kinds of ways that you can shelter, but you have to be very careful because heat rises, the flames can go up. If you're using anything fabric, if it's not heat resistant or flame retardant, you can put it up in flames. So keep your griddle or your barbecue away from the house, um, at least 10 feet. And um, if you're going to cover it, like our tarps were a good 10 to 12 feet above our heads. So you want to make sure that um, it's rather high as well, that you have airflow all around the barbecue, um, top, sides, back, everywhere. So I'm not recommending that you build a shelter like we did, but there are ways that you can build shelters safely um, and keep you from the cold elements. We like to move the barbecues and smokers closer to our door so that uh, we don't have far to go, but um, you need to leave space away from the house as well. So for obvious safety reasons, 10 feet away from your house is what's recommended. We usually keep it about 15 feet away and we put it on our patio on the side. Now, another thing um, is that you want wind protection because you don't want the flames going in a direction that you don't want it to be. So that's another thing that you can do is just put a tarp on the side to block the wind. Or if you have a spot in the backyard where you have, um, where the trees or the house or something else will block, even the fence will block the wind. Here we get mostly east and north winds. So we put the barbecue on the west side of the house and there is a fence in the at the end of the driveway that blocks most of the wind so we find that is the best place um so east north that's where the winds tend to come from so blocking those with either your house your garage your shed but keeping the barbecue away from the house as well, because the last thing you want to do is set your eaves or your overhangs on fire and um, they get in the house because you're flamed. You can have flare-ups from the snow and the rain, freezing rain, things like that. Now, temperature control is something that you need to watch in the winter as well. It does get tricky because if it's really cold outside, it's going to take longer to preheat your barbecue or smoker. So you might find that you're going through more propane. Always make sure that you have enough propane before lighting the barbecue or your griddle. We use our Blackstone all winter long as well. So we have two tanks. We fill those up at Costco every two weeks in the summer. Um, going to Costco is a great way to get um, propane. It's cheaper than anywhere else. And they charge you for the amount that you get, kind of like filling up your gas tank. They don't charge per tank. They charge for what they weigh it and 
you only pay for what you get. So we like to go to Costco, not the business center, because we found that the business center here in Ottawa anyway, they charge by the tank. But um, they're like $20 a tank, regardless if it's only half full and they're only filling half, they still charge you the same amount. So we do go to Costco and we get our tanks filled there. I've taken in tanks and it's cost me $5 because there was still a lot of propane in it, but I just wanted to be prepared for the weekend that we were having. So um, always make sure that you have full tanks of gas or at least enough to get you through because the last thing you want to do is run out of propane halfway through a cook. Um, so, and we find as well that charcoal seems to stand up to the cold better than a gas grill does. It may take longer for your barbecue to preheat in the cold. And we find with charcoal, it will preheat a lot quicker. It's got a higher heat to it, I guess you could say. So um, when you're going outside to cook in the winter, make sure that you're allowing time for preheating because it's going to take longer to preheat. And it may be a little bit harder to keep that temperature at a consistent temperature um, that you're looking for. And also, if you're going to be smoking, we recommend the um, insulated blankets. They're meant for smokers. You can buy an insulated blanket or cover. Uh, they make them for Traeger and Pit Boss. You can find them on their websites. You can also find some on Amazon. Um, barbecue stores have them or they can order them for you. So these blankets are meant to go on the smoker while you're cooking. They fit nice and snug on there and they keep your smoker insulated so you're not losing temperature especially if it's going to be minus 30 outside you want to have an insulated blanket if you're going to be doing a lot of smoking or even if you're not going to be doing a lot if you plan on doing any smoking outside whatsoever we do recommend those uh, insulated blankets so um, when we're barbecuing or smoking outside we tend to stick with quick and easy recipes in the winter too that we can prep inside before going out um, so let the smoker or the barbecue preheat while uh, we get things ready because the last thing you want to do is get out there, start cooking something that's going to take an hour or more and you get too cold before the food is done and it kind of ruins the experience. And if it's going to be minus 40 outside um, with a wind chill, we may be cooking in the air fryer that day or we're going to be cooking something on the barbecue that's like, burgers or sausages, something that's quick and easy because the last thing you want to do is get out there and start even a new recipe and it's minus 40 or even minus 20. Anything below zero, you can get cold real fast. So um, yeah, we tend to stick with quick and easy recipes that don't take a lot of time or energy and something that uh, we know will cook really good and quick outside. Now dressing for the weather, that is one of the biggest things. Remember, you're going outside to barbecue, it's not a fashion show, you're in your backyard. It's not uncommon for me to wear extra clothes that I wouldn't normally go out in, but I'm keeping warm, extra socks, layers. I do layers upon layers of clothing, it's easier to take off an extra layer, but you want to go out there and you want to make sure that you keep warm. I do whatever it takes to stay warm. Uh, winter boots, not 
flip-flops like I would do in the summer. Just please don't go outside wrapped in a blanket. I've seen people do this outside wrapped in a blanket or wearing a scarf when they're barbecuing. It's just like cooking indoors. Anything that is loose, like a blanket, a scarf, um, they can catch fire when you're cooking, even inside. And you've got open flame with a barbecue. So it's best not, if you're going to be cold and you think you're going to need a scarf, invest in a neck warmer, something that is tight to your neck, um, hot paws, the, or the heating pads that go inside your mitts. Again, that can be kind of dangerous with your mitts or gloves if you think your hands are going to get cold invest in the gloves that are meant for barbecuing there are gloves out there that are flame resistant and meant more like a an oven mitt but they keep your hands warm as well so you want something like that not um your regular ordinary winter mitts or gloves because you want something that's not going to catch fire. Now, speaking of cold, one thing that you want to make sure of is remember you're dealing with cold, ice, wind, and snow. The snow and ice is make sure you have a nice path to get to your um, barbecue, that it's clear because when you're going back and forth in and out of the house to the barbecue, whether you are going out with a tray of meat or you're coming back in with a fresh tray of fresh cooked meat um, you don't want to be slipping on the ice so make sure that your path that you have a good path to get to and from the barbecue and remember too that because it does get dark earlier during the winter you want to make sure you have good lighting so you can see where you're going and what you're doing. Like I said, I put patio lights inside my shelter. So if you have patio lights, they are good to light up even your path to and from the barbecue. One thing that I found um, very simple to use is a ring light, sort of like the ones that you use for um, photography. So these ring lights fit really nice on a small tripod and I use them on my tripod because they have a USB plug not a normal typical electrical plug and with that I use my portable charger so instead of plugging it into an electrical outlet I can plug it into my portable charger and it works really well this way I can position the light to where I need it and you want to make sure that you can see what you are cooking and um, your air, uh, surroundings. Uh, with this ring light, the best thing about it too is because the cord moves with the light, so I'm not going to be tripping over cords or anything. So wherever the light goes, the power bar, or sorry, the, the portable charger goes with it as well. And that keeps it out of the way. And on my tripod, I can bring my tripod up to six feet uh, tall so I can adjust the light to wherever I need it I just keep it away from the barbecue but I can adjust the settings as well so it can be brighter it can be um, dimmer whatever I need so I do recommend it uh, one of these ring lights now I've even found them at Dollarama for four dollars and they've got the um, adapter on them that you can put them on a tripod no problem so it's inexpensive because flashlights, you could use a flashlight, but if you're trying to take 
temperatures of meat and flipping meat, you may need both your hands to be doing stuff. So how are you going to hold the flashlight? It just becomes awkward and it just becomes another safety hazard. So, I mean, this light you can even use in the in the summer. I've used it all summer around in the backyard as well. So whether it's summer, winter, spring, fall, doesn't matter. The ring light comes in handy. It can be used all the time outside. It's really a good investment. And for $4 at Dollarama, you may be able to even find one at another dollar store for cheaper, but it is a good investment. Now, another thing that uh, we do recommend is finding a leave-in thermometer. In the winter, the last thing you want to be doing when you're barbecuing is opening and closing your lid to take temperatures or do whatever it is that you have to do. You want to keep the lid closed as much as possible to keep the temperature steady and so that your meat or whatever you're cooking will cook quicker and um, you won't lose the temperature inside. So um, leave-in thermometer, whether it be a meter or any other type, we have some that are corded. They got Bluetooth. So we get the, if we have to go in the house, it will tell us when it reaches temperature, it comes to our phone. So we do recommend a leave-in thermometer uh, with a Bluetooth on it so that if you have to go in the house to get warm, your meat's not going to burn outside because it's got a leave-in thermometer in it. One of the best investments that we have. And when it comes to your food on the barbecue and bringing it back in the house once it's cooked, we leave our trays in the house just inside the door so we can grab them when the meat is ready or whatever we're cooking and bring it out because you don't want to keep your tray outside especially if you're using a metal tray it's going to become ice cold you're going to take that nice hot meat that's ready and off the barbecue and put it on a cold tray no it's best to have a warm tray so we it's really quick for us when we take the tray outside when the meat's ready put the meat on tray goes back in the house we usually uh, enlist one of the boys to come with us grab the tray bring it in the house so the meat's resting while everything else on the barbecue that needs to be done if we have vegetables on there or potatoes that needs a little more time that's fine the meat's in the house not getting cold um, as well you've got to clean up like if I'm using the uh, the blackstone I need to scrape it off and clean it up before going back in the house. And I don't want the meat sitting there in the cold, getting cold while I'm cleaning up everything. So we make sure everything goes in the house first. Um, and we plan ahead and check the weather uh, before we start cooking. Because many times, I don't know, we got out there and started cooking. And next thing you know, we're either being pelted with wind, snow, ice, you name it. So I remember a time when Mike and the boys were out smoking ribs in the backyard and freezing rain started. Watching them struggle to get the shelter out of the garage and put it up over the smoker was quite the sight. After that, we made sure to check the weather before planning any kind of long smoke or anything time consuming outside because you never know what the weather is going to bring, especially in this city. We can go from 30 degrees one day to a couple of days later, it's 10 degrees and we're freezing. Um, as I'm 
recording this, it's like six degrees outside right now, six degrees Celsius. Last week we were in shorts sweating. It was over 30 degrees with the humidity. So less than two weeks since then, we're dropped down almost 30 degrees. So make sure you check the weather before you plan your barbecue. Um, you don't want to be out there struggling through freezing rain. It's just like in the summer, you don't want to be barbecuing in a thunderstorm. In the winter, you don't want to be barbecuing in a snowstorm or a freezing rainstorm. So don't put those barbecues away for the winter. Although there's some challenges to winter barbecue, it's so worth it. So keep firing up those grills all winter long and enjoy the best ways to cook. Uh, if you have a special place to barbecue in the winter, we'd love to hear about it. Tag us in a picture of your winter barbecue space on Instagram. And don't forget to follow us on social media. We'll be sharing all of our barbecue uh, winter wins and maybe a few losses as well. We'll be back next week with a new episode. Bye for now.